Cougar Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown! Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again! BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday here on KSL News Radio. Busy Big 12 basketball game day. Texas just took down number 25 TCU, 77 to 66 in Fort Worth. Should be noted, TCU paid homage to BYU and oh had boy. horns down shirts spelled out in the front row of their student <laughs> section. Did they get taken off halfway through? So, to Mark Pope's credit, maybe it was uh, just it's bad karma. You put out, you put up horns down, you're going to lose. So maybe the fact that BYU took down the horns That's down shirts, point. it gave them good karma. They took down the Longhorns. Good I don't point. know. Uh, Oklahoma State took down Kansas State in Stillwater. That's kind of surprising. 75-72. We're watching Kansas take on Houston. Two top ten teams in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. The Jayhawks dominating Houston 28-15. 8.07 to go in the first half. But we got to welcome in our guest in the studio, Sam Farnsworth of KSL 5 TV. He's going to be holding it down this weekend on KSL Sports Live. Sam, welcome on in, man. What's up, guys? Good to see you in it's person. Been, it's been a little bit. Yeah, awesome. Good, great to see you guys, too. That's You're, a great suit color. I just need to throw that out there. It, <laughs> a little TCU-ish purple, <laughs> but and this is the neutral color for our state. That it's a great what, point. You get like, look, look. I'm just telling you, rivalry week. You know, you got blue, you got red. Mix them together, you get purple. There I'm you just go. Saying. There that, you go. That is perfect. And we wanted to bring you on to talk about that Big Twelve football schedule with 16 teams now. BYU, Utah. Your thoughts on BYU's schedule and the placement of the rivalry game on November 9th? So yeah, that was my first reaction, and I'm sure a lot of fans in this state had reactions to the rivalry, whether they rivalry I can't speak it anyway, is tough had, had reactions to to that uh that date November 9th I mean look my initial reaction I'll just be honest I'm like Brett Yormark <laughs> you blew it come on like Adam Sandler Billy Madison you blew it yeah that one yeah, yeah. yeah and so it's just like I'm like what is happening here we we get this rivalry back together I'm thinking okay there's a chance maybe it's early in the season because initially that's where it was scheduled. But once or earlier in the year when they cleared that weekend and teams, you know, BYU-Utah started to film with different opponents, I'm like, okay, they're setting up for the season finale matchup here, which is what we haven't had for a long time in this state, which is I, I think fans love that about it. So one way or the other, if your team is not doing so great, you have something to look forward to still, that, that season-ending uh, game to hang your hat on for a whole year. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. I thought if that is indeed the the premier rivalry matchup now in the Big 12 Conference, which I believe it is, why not showcase that on rivalry weekend? And I know all of the arguments out there. Well, you know, you got Michigan and, and uh, Ohio State. They You've are got... strong arguments. They are. But that's always been that way in the past too, right? And look, the Big 12 still has a time slot somewhere for that week, right? And Maybe it is a flexible time slot. I don't know, but they still, if they make that their premier game, they're going to get the premier Big 12 time slot for that week. So I, I don't know. Look, maybe I'm the only one out there on this thing, but BYU and Utah should be playing the final week of the season. So there's my, there's my initial reaction to the schedule was like, 
I wasn't even paying attention to the rest of the games. I'm what, like, what's happening? What about from wins and losses? Just an initial look. You're like, gut check. I think it's going to be this. So I, I think six wins is Hard. realistic. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be easy. But I think six wins is is realistic. And not only is it realistic, I think that's that should be the. Uh, the bar for this season at, at a minimum. I, I I get it. Coaches, they're always going to be like, well, we're competing for a conference championship. You know, not for six wins. We're trying to, I get it. That's all coach speak. That's locker room speak. Everyone says that in every program, in every part of the country, even if they're going to go 0 and 11, they're going in the locker room. Well, we're competing for a conference championship. I get it. But the realistic approach to just this whole progression in Big 12 play, in my opinion, you have to take one step forward. You got to get to that six win mark. You don't get to that six win mark. I think that's when things might start to heat up a little bit in Provo. Do you think the heat is going to be centered around Kalani where it's win or there's got to be tough conversations? I, I think that it was it was tough last season going 5-7. and seven. Right. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, you start at the top, right? That's, that's, that's where the conversation has to begin. I think Kalani's the perfect coach for BYU football. I still think he's going to build something pretty darn good down there given – time I just don't know that time is necessarily uh, not to steer this conversation too far away from scheduling here but we look at the big picture we're talking about Big Ten and SEC making this this union of what potentially might become this major college football league in our country you got to be on the inside of that conversation and if you're not winning football games in a what a lot of the country says is now a weakened Big 12 with Texas and Oklahoma officially leaving You've got to be at the top tier of that conference, and I don't expect them to be there this year. But it's got to happen quicker. It's got to happen sooner than later. Uh, just that's the big picture approach, I think. And in short term, I think you know, with Utah now in the mix, that I think that adds even more pressure because that game 100%. takes on so much life of its own too. So Kalani, he's got the last win over Wit, mm-hmm. but now he's got to, if he could if he could get another win over Utah, that'd be a pretty big deal. Yeah, 100%, because now suddenly you're not just playing for the rivalry. You're not just playing for conference pride and potential conference championships, but it could come down to a point someday in three, four, whenever years that they're looking at the Utah market for this college football league saying, okay, we've got room for one. So which team is it going to be? You've got to be the team winning the football games. You've got to be the team winning the rivalry. You've got to be the team winning in the recruiting battles. You've got to be that team. BYU's got to get there. Let's turn the page to hoops for a minute. BYU and West Virginia coming up in just a little bit. How do you feel about this BYU team? Analytically, they're fantastic. Right. When you look at the conference record, it's a losing record currently. How do you feel about this group? I mean, Big 12 basketball, it's its a real thing, right? It, this is legit <laughs> stuff. It's pretty awesome every week. And, and to think that you know BYU can have hiccups along the way, and it's not hurting them overall, right? You can't continue to slide, but splitting every week, getting a win and a loss, that that seems to be keeping them in this sweet spot that we're seeing. You know, Joe Lunardi's had them in the five spot for like three or four weeks in a row now. As far as a seed go, that's it's not a it's not changing his opinion. You know, he's just one mind, but but he's he's kind of looked at as the bracketologist in the country, right? The net ranking. They, they don't slide too far in that with with these little hiccups along the way. So playing in Big Twelve. Um, Gosh, this has been the greatest thing for BYU basketball in a long, long time, and yeah. and you know I'm I'm right there with probably the majority of the people who thought, man, this is going to be a rough year of basketball for BYU. I was but one of them. You know what though? It, it just goes to show you that Mark Pope, just how great of a, a basketball coach he is, how he's been able to to put this team together and get them 
um, playing the style of basketball that he feels will be successful in the Big 12, and so far it has been, to the point that uh, they're looking at a pretty good tournament spot. You know, you, you want to see them gaining a little more momentum than just splitting every single week going into the conference tournament, but uh, um, they are talented, they are deep, and I think it'll pay off once, once conference tournaments and uh, NCAA tournaments come around. Talking with Sam Farnsworth of KSL 5 TV. You can check him out on KSL Sports Live every single weekend here on Channel 5 and obviously weeknights on KSL 5 TV. Sam, I'm curious, what, who do you think is the best player on this BYU team? I, I think that's a debate where it could have a lot of different answers. Who, who do you, From your observations that you've watched this team over the past couple of months, who do you think is the best player? <clears throat> that opinion has fluctuated a little bit throughout the year because, and I think that's a good thing. If you're, yeah. you know, for BYU basketball, because it means any any given week there's another guy stepping up, you know, whether earlier in the season, whether it was Noah Waterman doing his thing or whatever. I think one of the most consistent guys, one of the guys that I've been at least backing for a, for a long time is essentially what you're going to do is you're going to record Jackson Robinson. He's he's still probably, and I know he had the 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 ankle injury. I feel like that slowed him down a little bit because. He was on this progression, and we're still seeing him pop up. I've seen some of your stories, Mitch. He's still popping up on mock drafts late first round in some of these mock drafts. He is a talented, talented basketball player. And I early, way back before the the week of the BYU-Utah game, so it's been a couple months, but the week of that game, I ranked my top college basketball players in the state, and I had Jackson Robinson on this list uh, as well. Utah State fans, luckily they probably aren't listening to this show, but they <laughs> blew me up on social media for not having their guy on my list. But I feel I feel like Jackson Robinson um, w- was in the conversation for a top three college basketball player in the state uh, of Utah at the time, and I still feel like he has that talent. Um, right now, I might say Foose is the most valuable player on that basketball team because we've seen how good BYU is from the perimeter, but they've kind of always lacked an inside presence, and that happened early when Foose went down, right? His return, we've seen that presence return on both ends of the floor, and how I can't remember which game it was a, a couple games ago where BYU didn't have to shoot nearly as many threes. Foose was that presence inside on offense and on defense. I think right now he might be the most valuable player on this team, though. Which team do you think is better equipped to go on a tournament run, BYU or Utah State? That's a great question. Um, I ask because I haven't followed Utah State that closely, I'll be honest. I've been I've been deep in the weeds yeah. on Big 12, so I need I need someone who knows Utah State basketball to inform me. Well, I think from, you know, the competition standpoint, how they've been tested this year, BYU clearly has been more tested, I think, throughout this year. And come tournament time, I think that helps, right? You're used to playing these these tournament-caliber teams on a nightly basis. Utah State hasn't had that. But Utah State has risen to the occasion against teams that people felt like, well, this team, you know, that Colorado State team that Utah State beat, people were like, well, this Colorado State team is is going to be a Sweet 16 run uh, this NCAA tournament. Utah State beats them. Um, Utah State right now is is currently in a pretty tight one on the road at Viejas Arena against San Diego State. We'll see how that one turns out. But the one thing about Utah State I will say is that they've surprised me with uh, more and more players – I don't want to call it depth yet because I don't feel like they can go that deep down the bench, but more and more players that they can actually turn to to, uh, to help carry that team. Um, but I don't want to talk about Utah State forever here on this show. You, BYU, I, look, the answer to your question is BYU is is built for a deeper tourney run than Utah State is, but I wouldn't necessarily say Utah State can't win a game or two in the tournament yeah. either. So. Yep. 
Hopefully, both of them are in Salt Lake. That'd be amazing at right? Delta Center for the NCAA tournament. Wouldn't that be awesome. I would what if love that's that. That's like a five twelve matchup. Well, I, I can't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, I, think I know. Utah State's probably pacing at a seven. BYU yeah. at a five right now. Yeah. So, but if they could both get into Salt Lake, that would be a lot of fun to see. Let's switch over back to football. Mm-hmm. NFL Super Bowl coming up. Big storyline, of course, for BYU fans. Fred Warner, mm-hmm. Andy Reid. Your feelings on this matchup, a rematch of 2020 Super Bowl? Man, I'll tell you what, Andy Reid, he's in that conversation. Top three coach of all time, do you think? Am I, am I going oh, yeah. a little too Easy. far Absolutely. with that? No, no, no. I he's mean, two. I'd say top two at this point. And, and you know, you could make an argument that he's a better coach than, than Bill Belichick. I'll just say yeah. that because Bill and Tom are kind of linked at the hip, right? And we saw what happened. I'm not saying Bill's not a great coach, but we knew what Bill was as a head coach before Tom and what he's been after Tom. Um, I'm not saying Tom carried Bill Belichick the whole way, but I think you're right. But we've seen what Andy Reid has done with two different teams, several different quarterbacks. Yep. How many conference championship games has he been to more than anyone but Bill? Uh, and he's done that with multiple quarterbacks. He's been to the Super Bowl with multiple teams. Um, and he look, did it in a conference without the Jets for 20 years. There you go. And so I'm just saying, like, Andy Reid is a special, special head coach in the National Football League. He's well-liked by players. He's well-liked by the media. You see him in commercials now. Um, you know, when he's when he's reaching across the table, talking to Patrick, hey, let's do that again with those nuggies this time. You know, it's like, <laughs> like I'll tell you what, Andy Reid, he's drawn marker uh, mustaches on. I'm like, come on. What don't you like about He's recreating the uh, Snickers commercial. That's great, but who are the chefs? You know, all these things. I, I can go on for days about how great Andy Reid is. So there's a part of me, even though I'm a, I'm a you know childhood Bronco fan and you don't <laughs> yeah. like anyone else in the AFC, I like seeing Andy Reid succeed and what he's doing, I'd love to see him get another ring. As far as Fred Warner goes, I mean, that guy's just legit, right? I mean, all pro, again, he is the best at his position in the National Football League. I would love to see him celebrate with a, a championship ring this weekend as well. But, uh, I, I, you know, when it comes down to it, I think Andy is uh, – it's hard to pick against this Chiefs team. It really is. They were not good all regular season, and now they're you're picking them. Andy Reid knows what to do when they get to the playoffs. That's amazing. Most importantly, though, Sam, and last thing for you, mm-hmm. is Taylor Swift going to make it to the Super Bowl? Do you have, do you have any inside information? Is, is are we going to get our Swift airtime? All I know is that uh, there are the, the hey, there's the Swifties out there that are like tracking her like a, a hawk. And there, I saw a tweet last week saying that she'll arrive within 24 hours of the game. And so, yes. Swifty fans, don't worry. She she should, she should be. How crazy that we're talking about Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl and she's not part of the halftime show. I know. That's a, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I like she'll take it over. I love it. I'm a big I love fan it of too. it. I too. It genuinely seems like she's into football, which yeah. is what I love. Right? I just don't love there's this undercurrent uh, – political angle that's being this controversial totally. I'm not going to get into that you can look it up on social <laughs> media but like that's where I think a lot of the disdain for her airtime there's an agenda there's something coming out of this <laughs> no it's it's fine like it's as, fu- as someone who has wrote 15 million articles on Cosmo the sideshow <laughs> antics definitely matter in these games hey, and one of the best it wasn't even a sideshow antic but one of the best moments was Andy Reid and her having a moment post game, po- uh, pointing at each other yeah. in celebration. Right, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Hey, on the spot, Sam, real yeah. quick before we let you go, 
best BYU Super Bowl moment ever. I know it's on the spot. We didn't tee you up for this. But if you had to think, on the spot, a BYU tie Super Bowl moment. It, there's only one correct answer here, too. Well, there's one that immediately comes yes. to mind, and then you have to think a little harder for some others. Uh, but, uh, you know, get the monkey off my back. Yes. Be yes. young, yes. right? right. Yeah. So, yeah. Super Bowl that, 29. That's got to be that's got to be there. And then maybe maybe there's a dirty Dan moment somewhere yeah. out there. Or I don't know. But Yeah, it's got to be Steve Young. Got to be Steve. Sam, always a pleasure. Good to see you in person, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Sam. That's uh, KSL 5 TV, Sam Farns. We're taking the break. Uh, we'll wrap up the show on the other side.